This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. And I know I mentioned that we were going to talk about Tom Brady potentially getting a new weapon uh, to the Buccaneers for next season, but... Uh, we have this news coming in right now, going to get to here, because for most of the offseason, the talk has been about Deshaun Watson. Are the Texans going to trade him? Is, has he played his final game? Well, one guy we know have played their final game for the uh, Texans is J.J. Watt, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, uh, reporting just now the Texans are releasing J.J. Watt. Doug, not a, not a stunning story. We thought this might be coming. J.J. Watt's been outspoken, uh, and the last we saw of him, he was upset that he told Deshaun Watson, look, we, we wasted a season for you. I'm very sorry about that. So here goes J.J. Watt out the door in Houston. Uh, like, look, uh, this is Houston's doing a gut job, and it is interesting that Deshaun Watson did not like uh, the culture of the place. Now they're trying to change the culture of the place will he still not like it or does it actually matter? Um, like, look, I, I, I don't think Houston will trade him, uh, Deshaun, but I do think that like, if you're going to start over no better time, the, the question becomes, can you get a sucker like the jets, you know, to move mountains and then Deshaun stuck on another bad team, right? Hey, like, hey, come on, hey, if you're yeah. talking about suckers, the jets, Hey, we're that team. Hey, we're yeah. absolutely that team. And, and, but, but the problem is that NFL guys like, look, Deshaun's so good, so talented. You're not going to trade him because you're going to be forever be in search of a guy that talented. That's, that's a really hard kind of conundrum. As for JJ Watt, like, look, he's not the same guy. He just hasn't been the same guy. And you make that much money. And, you know, I, I don't know whether they went to him to ask to restructure or not, 
but he makes too much money to not be a dude and not at all a surprise. And it's part of the changing the guard in the national football league. And we'll see if, if what he has left in the tank, right? We'll see how his leadership is valued elsewhere. You know, you bring up Watson and, and, and the whole thing is, look, these are, these are the two players that we talk about the star power with the Texans and, and is JJ Watkins end up someplace? Yes. Very quickly. Maybe he winds up reuniting with his brother in Pittsburgh. But I, I think for Watson, the question it, it get, has to get outside of do the Texans want to trade him? They're crazy. They're not going to trade him. They may not have a choice because Deshaun Watson seems pretty dug in. He seems pretty much that he doesn't trust what's going on with the Texans, doesn't trust Cal McNair, who said, I'm going to involve you with what's going on with our searches, and I'm not going to involve you. Even they fired the longtime equipment manager that both he and J.J. Watt loved the other day. I feel like that trust is gone, and it doesn't matter that, that if they want to trade him or not. If Deshaun Watson says, I'm done, I'm not coming, I'm going to sit home, and eventually you're going to trade me, well, guess what? The Texans are going to wind up trading him because because if he's not going to come, he's not going to play. The Texans aren't going to have a choice. I, I, I kind of look at the Texans like, okay, you realize you don't really have all the power in this. That you know that that you you're in, in new situations. You have a you know a pretty new owner. You have a new president of football operations. You have a new head coach. Uh, Deshaun Watson kind of has the power, and if he doesn't want to play, he's not going to play. Well, there, there's the, there, there's a multi layered thing. First of all, we need to cut out the idea that the, he doesn't like the owner. Because most of these guys don't know the owner. The owner doesn't matter, right? We, we act like, oh, man, Mr. Kraft is so great. Like, Robert Kraft has a relationship with one guy, Tom Brady, because he's been there 20 years, right? And the truth is, like, it's not really, you're not friends. They're paying you, okay? You, you don't have to pay friends. So that's the, a lot of these owners wouldn't get along with players if they actually knew each other. That's my first thing. The second thing is, that, that sounds great, but why Deshaun Watson sign a contract after they trade DeAndre Hopkins. And by the way, in that contract, he basically got his first three years bonuses all paid up front. So he's kind of pot committed and he's not, he's not sitting out when Le'Veon Bell sat out for a year. Le'Veon Bell was a free agent. Okay. He's, he's, he's not sitting out. This is not a Carson Palmer type of thing. What happened with Carson Palmer was kind of similarly signed a big contract, asked for changes, was told there would be changes. And then a couple years later, there weren't changes and he had enough. Deshaun Watson wanted changes. Now there's changes, and guess what? He doesn't like changes. So I don't think they'll they'll deal him. But but like, look, JJ uh, Watt is 32 years old. He was going to make 17 and a half million dollars. None of it's guaranteed, and so he's gone. And we'll see what his value is on the open market. You know, I, it wouldn't be crazy to see a place like Buffalo. Wouldn't be crazy to see him. This is the type of thing that New England does. Um, in terms of getting a guy off the waiver wire who they feel like still has value, even though he's longer, longer in the tooth. Like the J.J. Watt is really interesting because you'll have NFL players forever say, well, you know, my contract's not guaranteed. Like, dude, he was paid last year even through the guaranteed part of his contract because he's J.J. Watt and he just doesn't produce anymore. And now he'll get more guaranteed money, albeit at a, at a bargains rate compared to the 17 and a half million he's going to make. And he'll get guaranteed money up front in a new contract. I just, I don't know what his value is uh, coming around the league. Uh, J.J. Watts actually put out a statement on social media. I haven't uh, heard it yet, but I can see it right now. Wearing a plain white hat, Wisconsin hoodie. Uh, so he's put out the message that he is no longer a member of the Houston Texans. We'll have more on this story throughout the show. Again, this just coming in right now from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. 
Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Welcome inside Hour 2 The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. And uh, before we get into where over half the league is converging on today in the NFL, uh, the big news we heard about a few minutes ago, Deb Carson talked about it in the update, uh, the Texans have released J.J. Watt, Watt putting out a statement on social media saying he asked for his release. Now, Doug, you and I talked about this a few minutes ago and got into you know how, where this plays into Deshaun Watson and the Texans holding on to him or not. I look at this whole situation, though, and I take a step back and I go, wow, if this isn't the, the, the dictionary definition of how to alienate your stars you know, in, in one fell swoop, like what's been going on with the Texans, you would think that, okay, we've had some period of upheaval. We have you know, a, a controversial hire uh, to run our football department after Deshaun Watson, and now you hire a head coach that really was a guy that nobody else was talking to, and it was tough to, to give somebody the job because it was really difficult to say the Texans and sell them as a winning team. They have no draft picks. They have no money to be able to spend on free agents. And I see how they've acted towards their stars, and you can – try to judge a team by how they react to their stars and keep them happy. And the number one thing they've failed to do is to do that. You know, Deshaun Watson's unhappy. J.J. Watt was unhappy. He asked for his release today. And I have to sit back for a second and go, wow, there's got to be some kind of meetings going on in Houston saying we have to kind of change our approach here because it's been combative with Deshaun Watson. And and while we don't know everything that went behind the scenes with J.J. Watt, uh, clearly things didn't go well if he asked for his release to go on and play someplace else when this is the only place he's ever played. I I, I watch the Texans and I go, this is kind of how not to do things in the NFL. You agree on that or disagree? Um. I, I, I look, I, I think it's one of those things to where we hear the name JJ Watt. We're like, Oh, whoa, whoa, JJ Watt. Right. But you're like, well, he had a $17.5 million cap hit. He's not the same player anymore. Um, look, I, 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 it's, it's really, it's interesting. Obviously the good deeds he did during the hurricane, um, and the, the money that he raised is just amazing. Right. Like, I think he's a legitimate, good human being. But there are times in which you have to go like, hey, look, this is the NFL and this it's a performance based business. And I don't think he performs nearly at the level of his contract anymore. Now, what, what we don't know is if Nick Casario offered him an extension and changed the cap number and he rejected it because he said we, we mutually agreed to part ways. Right. Is this, you, you know, cut me instead of trading me? I, I just I don't think I think JJ Watts kind of washed up. That that would be my my guess. And it sucks because he was so dominant and then he was so injured during times in which he was dominant that it's forever going to take away from his statistical legacy within the NFL. Um but I I'm, I'm not sure that this doesn't happen no matter where JJ Watt plays, no matter how the organization is run considering how much he was going to make and where he is in his career. Sure. I, you know, yes, I, I agree with you. I think the, the image of J.J. Watt is better than the actual what you're going to get on the field. And it, it, he's still a star and he's still going to you know, be a big story. But is his impact exactly what it is? I agree with you there. 
But I, I think that teams, when players see how you treat your stars and, and the, the, the optic when it's bad one, when here's the two biggest stars the Texans have and they're both at odds with the franchise in different ways, I think that that speaks a lot to, oh, boy, do I really want to go play there? Can I trust going there as a free agent? If this is how they treat their stars, how are they going to treat me? And when you see the other players on the team the same way going, man, they can do this to Deshaun, they can do this to J.J., whether or not whatever part of the narrative is true or not, perception is reality. And I think the perception of the Texans now is they really know what they're doing. I mean, is, is, this, is this a team that really understands you know, how things run in the modern NFL? And it's not an optic that you want out there. Yeah, I'm I'm going to disagree with you here, okay? Because look, players sign places for two reasons. One, relationship with the coaches and more than anything, who's going to pay me the most money? That's about it, okay? It's is it and and look, if you want to say how players treat stars, if they trade Deshaun Watson, if they acquiesce to a guy whose new contract is just now going live in the next NFL year, then what contract what player can't walk into the lock to, to the uh, front office and say like, Hey, I'm out, right. Trade me, get rid of me. If, if, if you're, if you're that committed to Deshaun Watson and you acquiesce this soon in his contract, no one else's contract means anything. Whereas JJ is actually, I think something that you could argue is the right thing to do. Now it's interesting. They didn't trade him, which means one of two things either they couldn't get, uh, value for him or two the places that they could trade him to weren't places that he wanted to go and so they came to the you know let me just release me and I won't say a bad word about you you won't say a bad word about me and we'll move on in, in different directions so I think it's one of those two one of those two things but here's where it actually kind of goes counter to to what what you're saying like, look, J.J. Watt shouldn't be making $17.5 million. He's not that good a player anymore. But because he's J.J. Watt, it really we- reads weird that he's been released by the only team he's ever played for. And the new Texans, in their effort to be the new Patriots, which is why you bring in the guy who's the right-hand man to Belichick is, hey, no no name is safe. We, we, we find the best football players, regardless of who you are or what you're, you know, or, or how much you make or where you're from. Like, we're going to find the best football team. That's what the Patriots were able to do. They traded away Richard Seymour. They traded, they traded away stars. They got rid of Randy Moss when he was a malcontent later in his, his career. So they've, they've done these things previously. And I, I think that's more a sign of this is actually business as usual in the NFL as opposed to anything else. All right, let's hear a little bit of J.J. Watt. He put this statement out on social media a few minutes ago following his release from the Texans saying, hey, I want everybody to hear this from me. Let's take a listen. I wanted to do this on video uh, as opposed to putting out a statement or doing a press conference or anything like that because I want you guys to hear it directly from me. I want to speak directly to you and the city of Houston um, so you can hear the words straight from my mouth. Um, I have sat down with the McNair family and I have asked them for my release and we have mutually agreed to part ways at this time. So there it is. There it is. I want you to hear it from me. I want to put this out. I got scooped a little bit by Ian Rappaport, who had the word of J.J. Watt's retirement. And it's always weird, Doug. I feel like this is like the second or third time this has happened in the last couple of weeks where, hey, I'm all set to have an announcement and, and say where I'm going. Like Trevor Bauer, he did this with the Dodgers. And like 
two or three minutes before, hey, someone's got the story, I'm going on with it, and then, uh, yeah, miss it by two minutes, you know, being able to break this and everybody else starting to pick it up. Oh, I I had the story. We were able to do it, but two minutes somebody had the story, and they were able to go and and trump them on it. It was pretty funny. I I do like that this was kind of the original intent of social media, right, which is like it cuts through the we don't need the PR firm, we don't need – you know, the, we, we don't need the SID in college athletics. We don't need uh, the PR in the NFL. We just straight through to the players and a little organic announcement instead of somebody tweeting out their thoughts, giving us kind of video thoughts. I actually think it's a good thing. I thought it was funny. He said, you guys were great to me. Outside of booing me on draft night, you were great to me. <laughs> So we'll have more on this story as it develops throughout the night, the day. J.J. Uh, Watt released by the Houston Texans, as he said, he asked for it. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Now, elsewhere in the NFL today, 17 teams at least are descending on Clemson. Why? Because Trevor Lawrence is about to have his pro day. Now, obviously, other players are going to have their pro days too, which is why you get a lot of teams going there. But you see all the teams that are going to be there. The Jaguars are going to be there. The Jets are there. The Falcons are there. All these teams that pick up high in the draft. Really, Doug, is there is there any chance? Is there even the slightest bit chance that suddenly Urban Meyer decides at the last second, you know... I really like this Zach Wilson kid. We're going we're gonna to take him number one because that would be the perfect thing for, for what to happen to the Jets is the Jets move heaven and earth to get to Sean Watson, give up like eight draft picks, and then they get to the draft and Urban Meyer says, hey, yeah, we're, I'm going to take Zach Wilson, and then suddenly Trevor Lawrence is sitting there at number two and the Jets go, oh, man, we screwed ourselves. Um, look, I, personally, I would, consider, I would consider not taking him. I, I, I would. Uh, but I don't, you know... They kind of showed us their hand in getting an Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer wouldn't have taken that job unless he unless he was completely secure in what they were going to do at the quarterback position. And Trevor Lawrence is seen as a cut above the rest of the prospects. And they have other draft picks. They have other resources. They have cap room to kind of rebuild this thing organically. So if it was me, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if, you know, like no one young player, if you can go and get a bunch of dudes and completely rebuild your, your franchise. The problem is you have Jacksonville, and the last time they had the dudes, they had a quarterback who wasn't good enough, who they didn't trust, they didn't believe in, and it, it forever kind of held them back. And, you know, th- this is a guy seen as the cleanest prospect since Andrew Luck. And if you look at Andrew Luck's immediate success in the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts, from a team that won, I think, one game the year before he got there, there, there's reason to think Jacksonville has to do this. I wouldn't, but I don't think there's any way they don't. It, it's tough. For, it's tough for me to not take him because when he is pushed to be this kind of once in a generation prospect, okay, the is is the risk worth the reward to not take him? Because if you take him and he's a bust, well, okay, well he was the guy that everybody said to take, and no one's going to second guess. Boy, why do we take him? What? But he really goes out there, and Urban Bay, you got to really be convinced that Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or somebody else is going to wind up being better than him because all you're going to do is hasten your departure from the team if you, if, you, uh, if you wind up taking the wrong guy at quarterback and you don't win. You know, if you, don't take, if you take Trevor Lawrence and you don't win, well, okay, it happens, and, and you move on. And you still have four or five years as the head coach to figure things out. But, man, I'll tell you, if you don't take him, and he winds up being great, and your guy is okay or not quite what Trevor Lawrence was, that's one of the quickest ways to get fired in the NFL. 
Yeah, no question. Um, I don't, I mean, like he can't fire himself. So it, it's, look, the whole thing works for, for Jacksonville. He's from near there. He played in college near there, you know, close enough. So he gives them, he gives them some local pop for a franchise that's forever. And then nationally he's respected and within the league, everybody thinks he's a dude. So it all makes sense. It is interesting that 17 other guys now they're showing up to see everybody else at Clemson as well as take a look at, at Trevor Lawrence in case he was on the market, but it is weird. Like, do I show up and scouting this guy, even though I know they're not trading that pick that, that part becomes interesting. So, so a little bit more, you, you, you were, you're not sold on him because of the hype. I, you're I not sold on him because of what I, you I, saw. Like, what, what are you not sold on him for? No, 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 no. That, that, that part, that, that part I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say, I don't think he played with a great team. And I think he lifted them to heights that they wouldn't achieve. Um, wouldn't achieve otherwise. But I also think that like, look, what we've learned in the NFL is quarterbacks are incredibly valuable. Okay. But they can't be your only thing. Look at Houston, right? Like whatever you think of Deshaun Watson and however he ranks as a quarterback, you better have a team around you. And, you know, Jacksonville's a team that's been completely depleted. Like, look, if I was the jets and I had, I know they don't have the number one pick. Like, again, I have three first round picks. How many second and third round picks so I could just have young dudes out there? Because you got to be rebuild the lines. I mean, what happened? How did San Francisco? I know San Francisco wasn't that good this year, and part of it is you didn't have a quarterback, but they just had a litany of injuries. But San Francisco was a dominant team. How they do it? They did it through years of acquisitions through the draft, right? I mean, that's the the way. How did Tampa get so good? Right. Yes, they added in Dominican Sue, and yes, they added a couple other pieces, but they added through years of ineptitude, led them to drafting, and eventually you just get so many picks. This, to me, would be a way to, to have a shortcut to getting that talented. Of course, once you get to be that talented, you'd be in search of a quarterback, the likes of Trevor Lawrence again, so it might run counter to it. But th- that's my thing. It's It's not that I don't think he could be great. It's that... It's not like he's walking into a playoff team that needs a quarterback. He's walking into a roster that is really deprived of talent and hoping to rebuild it. Well, see, but the th- this is a league where you go from 5-11 and 11 to the Super Bowl. You know, and, and, and when you have that pick, your number one pick is a quarterback, you have a lot of picks you know, the next couple of years in, in the first three rounds. You have more money than anybody else to remake this team. And it, suddenly now the Jaguars are a destination because, hey, you, you got your franchise quarterback. You have a head coach that has won everywhere he's been. Is the jury out for the NFL? Sure, but there's always going to be a bit of doubt for somebody for the NFL. But, but the one thing I know about Urban Meyer, the guy can coach. And so I, I, I see the Jaguars as like they can take a huge step right away. You know, if I, I think I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl in the next five years. I, they, they can make their team great right away and, and, and just be one of those teams that kind of flips a switch on it because they'll have all the pieces in place. Because I think you can do it that fast if you're Jacksonville. Okay. How come it hasn't been done then? Well, you, you, need, a, you need a franchise quarterback like you're going to get when you take Trevor Lawrence number okay. one. It all starts with the quarterback. Okay, I mean that that that'd be fair. I mean, like, look, Tampa. It had been twenty years since they won the Super Bowl, since they won ten games in regular season. Right now, could you say it's because they didn't have franchise quarterback? Okay, and I do think he's a much cleaner prospect, obviously, than Jameis Winston was. But you know, Jameis Winston threw five thousand yards last year, and you know they didn't make the playoffs. And so I, I just, I do think there there are franchises that some of it is about luck, some of it is about quarterback. But a lot of it is about you. You have to. I mean, look at Cleveland. 
Cleveland, it's a years of ineptitude have led them to drafting well enough to where they just, they got so many guys. Eventually they kind of figured it out and Baker's not great, but he's good enough and he's gotten them, you know, to the playoffs and we'll see if there's, if that's the ceiling or if there's another layer to it. I just, you know, you, you asked if I had any issue with Trevor Lawrence, of course not. Like enough NFL people are like, yeah, he's a lot better than the rest of the guys. And I, everybody else you're like swallowing hard on. Okay. Zach Wilson is good at BYU. (laughs) You know, I like him and you like what you see, but you, you don't know for sure. Whereas everybody seems to know for sure. So to that part and being from around there and playing college around there and, and being kind of handpicked by urban Meyer and all of that stuff makes sense. I'm just telling you though, that the best 53s in the NFL are the ones that the, the are the ones that are great. And the ones that it's not about just who has the great quarterback as we've come. Matt Stafford's a perfect example. You don't put a good team around him. It doesn't matter how good you are, how well respected you are. You ain't winning. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know... Think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75 Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. 
but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick today. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Uh, Coming up in a few minutes, we'll get into what is next for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay because it may be adding Odell Beckham Jr., but joining us now on the hotline, Super Bowl champion A.Q. Shipley of the Bucks. Uh, how does it feel? Are you going to make people introduce you now as Super Bowl champion A.Q. Shipley? Is that where you're going to go for the rest of your life now? I mean, I think as long as people listen to that, I think that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd make my whole family call me that. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, a surreal week. I mean, it has been absolutely awesome. Um greatest feeling reaching the pinnacle in in your sport. I mean, there's nothing better. And, I mean, it has uh, only gotten better as the weeks went on with the parade and everything. It's been awesome. Uh, All right, let's let's go back to the game. Uh, In terms of the dominance in the trenches, both sides of the ball for your team, how much of that was part of what you guys saw a possibility of leading up to the game? Yeah, we knew, um, you know, they obviously had some injuries up front on their front. I mean, we've had some injuries as well. I mean, that's part of the NFL, right? Everybody's got to deal with injuries. And uh, usually the team that deals with it best is the team that kind of comes out on top. Um, and we, we knew we, we could take advantage of some things. I mean, we um, we played them earlier in the year. We probably didn't take advantage of the run game nearly as much as we could have. And um, we just kept hammering it, kept pounding it. We had a two-headed monster in Rojo and um, playoff Lenny, as everyone's calling them. And... You know, we just we just had those guys rolling, and we were ready and excited to take it to them on offense. And, you know, defensively, you know, we knew what we had up front with those front four. And, you know, if we could just let them eat and play coverage against such a talented offense, we could, we could get rolling a little bit. And fortunately for us, it worked to our plan. It was, everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to that night. You know, the funny thing I, I take away from watching this game and the biggest thing from looking from the Chiefs' perspective is that clearly you guys were dictating the game the entire time. And I didn't see any adjustments from Andy. I didn't see any jet sweeps with with Tyreek Hill or we're going to throw the ball out of the backfield. There was like no adjustments, and they they kind of tried to do the same thing, which was have Mahomes get you know make make, make uh, get some time and throw the ball downfield, and it was just repetitive over and over. And I really expected to try to see more adjustments from the Chiefs in that one. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, we uh, we had a good game plan. I mean, our last two weeks, obviously, we're playing against. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, two of the best at getting outside the pocket and extending plays and creating things down the field. 
Um, our goal was to do everything we could to rush those four, let them eat, and hopefully try and do everything we could to contain them and keep them in the pocket and um, not let them get those big plays outside the pocket. And um, they kept, you know, they kept doing the drop back stuff, and we kept, you know, keeping them in the pocket and just being relentless up front. And um, it was awesome to watch those guys get after them all night long. All right, let's talk about what's really important. Uh, how much grief is Joe Hay caught? Because he, I mean, it was it was knocked out of his hands, but it did hit his face mask. I mean, he, fat guy touchdown in the first half of the Super Bowl, and he drops the ball. Please tell him. I mean, thank God Brady didn't throw him the Lombardi Trophy the other day. Yeah, right. I mean, that thing would ended up in the, that thing would ended up in the river for sure. Um, yeah, we we were we were we were busting on him. We had a nice little group chat going and. Uh, there's a great picture of him of the ball getting knocked loose and his face just, I mean, you could just tell every emotion on his face. Like, man, I just screwed this up so bad. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we're he, you know he's we, also hoping, he was also hoping like the next two plays when you ran, he's like, please score, please score, please score, please score. You don't score. He's like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah, oh my God. Exactly. It's like, like double jeopardy there. Exactly. Yeah. And then we didn't score on it. Right. I mean, and then, yeah. and then it's just like, you come to the sideline, you got to deal with that for, uh, whoever knows, whoever knows how long, and so yeah, I mean we've we've been giving them grief, but it all ended with a ring, so I'm sure everybody's happy. Okay, look, you've been in this league for a long time, right? You've played with a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of good quarterbacks. Okay, yeah. What's the secret sauce? I mean, because like, look, and I don't, and and I'm not talking about why he gets younger looking and better looking over time. Okay, but what's the? Why does winning follow Tom Brady? Oh, there's so much little stuff that I don't even know can be explained. I mean, I try and just say, listen, if you've watched The Last Dance and seen the bits and pieces of Michael, I mean, there's just so much of that that it just brings the best out in everybody around him. You watch him practice. You watch how intense he is during the week. You watch just the way that he's never satisfied with the game plan, always trying to um, implement his own thing, add his own little intricacies from the minute he gets it on Tuesday night to – all the way up until, you know, hour before the game. He's doing multiple meetings with the receivers and skill guys on game day, on Saturday nights, and, you know, getting all the different protection looks during the week with O-line in between periods when, when the offense isn't even practicing. I mean, he just does so many things just to make sure the other 10 guys around him are always on point. And um, you can clearly see, I mean, I've only been around him for whatever it was, six months, and, it, it was so awesome just to kind of watch greatness kind of right before your eyes and just watch how he makes everybody else around him better. Did uh, his behavior at the boat party surprise you? Was it kind of in line who he is behind closed doors? I don't think a single person on this team has seen that side of him yet. I mean, he was football and football only, and, you know, you could just tell. I mean, winning means so much, almost everything to that guy. And um, seeing him just kind of let loose and – you know, enjoy it being on a boat parade instead of uh, what he's used to doing his parades and what is it, negative two and snowing in the Northeast at this point. So um, just seeing him kind of enjoy that, it was awesome to watch and it was awesome for everybody else. Uh, okay, so he said tequila, but it, he feels it, it, it feels like he's got to be a lightweight, right? Like, was it, was it a Z? Tell us, was it a White Claw? Was it a Zima? What was really going on in the Zima. boat? Zima. What is it, 1994? It's a Zima. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great question. I mean, they, they, they put him on the super yacht. They put a uh, nameless, faceless offensive lineman <laughs> on a pontoon on the, in the back of the parade, just like usual. But um, you saw him having a good time. It was awesome to see. You obviously saw the videos just like everybody else. And I mean, just, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it just, everybody was just having a great time. Tampa showed up. 
the city showed up. I mean, the players had a great time. I mean, this is something that kind of, you know, this, this city's been waiting for, and, you know, he finally brought it. All right, so if the Lombardi Trophy winds up falling to the bottom of the bay, how many people dive in to go get it? I think everybody that was around that thing would have found a way to go get that thing, right? <laughs> well, you like, you know, the, the arrogance of Tommy's like, look, don't worry, I get, I get six more of those things. You guys don't, don't worry about that, trust me. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. what are you, do you have any idea? You said they're like, do you have any idea how valuable this is to me? What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? Exactly. I, I probably would have been the first one going after that thing. God, I mean, it took me twelve years to finally touch that thing. So, yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have dove in for sure. When it was double zeros, when it was double zeros, you look up at the clock and you're you're a Super Bowl champion. You point out, you know, twelve years in this thing: Steelers, Eagles, Colts, Ravens, back to the Colts, Cardinals, and and only six months now with the Buccaneers. What went through your mind? What what did you actually think of in that moment when you realized you were a Super Bowl champion? Ah, uh, so much, right? I mean, it's so hard. I mean, this is gonna be one of the things I'm gonna have to look back on, and you know, it's not gonna hit me for a while. But I mean, in the moment, it was just like relief, right? I mean, it's you, you've reached the pinnacle, you've reached the summit at your profession that so few people are able to accomplish, and um, it's just so many years of hard work. I've been cut numerous times. I've had multiple injuries, you know, I had a career ending one this year. I mean, just so many different things. Right. And it's just, um, so many things of ups and downs and, you know, trials and tribulations and blood, sweat and tears of all the years. And then you just sit there and you're like, you know, I did it. We finally did this thing. And then ultimately, you know, I, I, you know, I was so excited to get to enjoy it. You know, with COVID, they were only allowing two family passes. So my wife and one of my daughters, my oldest daughter was able to come down. She's almost three and just kind of, Seeing her being able to enjoy it and me being able to enjoy it with her afterward was, you know, it meant everything. You did have a bruised spinal cord this year, right? And you talk about a career like, you know, so I, I guess, does it, is it worth it, right? That's, that's the big question. Is it worth it experiencing the, the ultimate, the lows of this sport, the highs of this sport, bruising your spinal cord in what, you know, had to be the scariest thing you've ever been through? Is it all worth it? Absolutely. Wouldn't change it for a thing. I mean, this is something that we all sign up for. Everybody always asks that, right? Like, you know, you, you end up going through knee replacements, hip replacements, whatever it is down the road, right? I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's a dangerous sport. I mean, the violence that occurs in this sport, I mean, we all watch it from week to week, and I've been able to endure it physically for the last 12 years, and it's it's a violent sport, but we knew exactly what we were getting into signing up, and, um, you know, that's that's it's a beautiful thing when it all when it all pays off and you get to – walk out, you know, sail off into the sunset, holding a trophy and getting a ring in six months. Bucks AQ Shipley with us here on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Uh, so uh, for you, when, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you've, you've won, and now you segue into hosting a podcast. You, you host a hockey podcast? I mean, I, I don't think anybody else does stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so it's so funny. Uh, Pat McAfee, I'm sure you guys all know him, he's he's become one of my best friends over the years. And, um, he's had me kind of as a regular guest on a show over the years. And he was like, listen, like, you know, at some point you're going to have to start figuring out what you want to do afterwards. And I said, you know what? I don't know if I, I'm any good at it. I know I make some people laugh when I come on your show every once in a while. So let's, let's give this thing a, a whirl. He was like, well, listen, he's like, you know, just to get you comfortable with hosting and asking questions and doing things like that. He's like, you know, we don't have anything doing going with hockey. He's like, we know how avid of a hockey fan you are why don't you dive into that with one of one of his co-hosts, Nick? And, you know, we, 
we started doing this thing and, you know, it just, it, it gets me comfortable talking. It gets me comfortable doing the thing and I get to enjoy, you know, talking about something that I enjoy watching. So it's been good for me. Well, and you get to talk about the Tampa Bay lightning too, right? Like it's all, it all, all circles back to who would have thought Tampa city of champions. That is not something that we thought would slip off the tongue quite uh, nearly as easily. No, I agree. I mean, what a, what a, I mean, what a year this city's had. I mean, you know, three three teams playing for the championship, two of them winning it. I mean, this city's been on fire. It's been electric all year. Um, fortunately, they've been able to at least enjoy these boat parades because, I mean, this this COVID thing's um, as serious as it is. I mean, it's it's not allowed any, anybody to see as many sporting events as they would have liked to in person, I'm sure. But, you know, they, they were at least able to enjoy the heck out of the celebrations of a couple wins. You can follow him on Twitter at AQ Shipley. That is at AQ Shipley. His podcast is That's Hockey Talk. Congratulations, uh, Super Bowl champion AQ Shipley. Sorry about that. Say that on your podcast. Make people call you that. I think that would be pretty cool. I think that's the way that we're going now. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, you AQ. It, AQ. That was awesome. Uh, I mean, really an amazing story, right? And to be the center with Tom Brady, I mean, Anybody who's been around NFL guys know this offensive lineman. They do they do get put on a pontoon, but then they're they're the best, they're the absolute best. First of all, like they, they give each other the business. Unlike like, poor Joe Haig, like drops a touchdown pass in oh. the end zone, and then they don't score. Right, right. So so you you know had they lost that game, like Kansas City come back and won the game, like dude Joe Haig drops a touchdown pass, we'll catch a touchdown pass, we win the game. Plus he's like has a chance to represent fat guys everywhere. Fat yeah. guy touchdown. We would have gone crazy. But he tried to catch it with his face mask. He's going to think about that every day for the rest of his life. Even though they won, even though he, every day, I had it. I had it. I had it. I had it. It was in my hands. It was in my face mask. I had it. I had it. Every single day he's going to think about that. Um, you know, he talked about you know, uh, Tom Brady, and, you know, we, and the interesting thing he said is that none of us saw that side of Brady up until what we did, you know, seeing it at the party, seeing how you know hammered he was, the avocado tequila and throwing throwing around the Lombardi Trophy. So we have never seen that side of him. How much of it do you think Brady celebrating? Because look, you know, quarterbacks are calculated. They you know they they know what they're doing. How much of Brady celebrating was I'm going to just let loose because I want to show everybody how much fun this is in Tampa compared to where I just came from. Where winning was great in New England, and it was it was fun. But he's never celebrated like that. We have never seen that side of Tom Brady before. And he picks now after I'd win with a new team to show you, man, I'm letting my hair down. Look how much fun this is because football wasn't really that fun in New England. How much this was kind of a blank you a bit to the Patriots? I, I don't think much of it. I mean, I know you do. You, you're, you're, you think like that, that Brady walks around like he's some scorned lover. Okay? But his time in New England was... Pretty fruitful, right? He went to nine Super Bowls. They celebrated pretty. And Gronk would get get hammered. I just think this is where he is in his life. I think it was a lot like, I think a lot of us are going to go through that. The first time you go out, the first time you go on vacation, the first time you go party with, you know, a bunch of people to where you're like, you know, you. I, I do think that a lot of us have been having a nightly cocktail on a more regular basis. But you know, just to me, this is the, it's all of it, right? It's the, leaving it's the quarantining it's the being away from family it's the not you know you're out you're in the, like look he was day drinking and day drinking that that stuff sneaks up on you right you have one it goes down really fast <laughs> oh yeah. you have two it goes down fast you have three and then you stand up you're like whoa whoa hey is this boat is this boat 
I'm, I'm, are, are we swaying? What's going on here? <laughs> I, he was in a good place, man. Like that's how it. That's how it. As long as you don't drive home, that's how it should be, man. That's that's how it should be. And I thought it was a moment because as talented as Brady is, and as successful as he's been, like look, he had he tried to do the Facebook show so that he was a little bit more relatable. But it's still hard to relate to him, right? Like he's married to a supermodel, not just any supermodel, like the supermodel. Right? I mean, he his hair looks good, his teeth, his skin. It's hard for us to it's like a like a Greek god, right? So for him to be much more like us, like, oh, Tommy's having a Tommy's having he's day drinking. I love it. I, that was it was a moment where I think his teammates liked him and understood he was human more. And fans who had hated him since Spygate, hated him with Deflategate. I think anybody sits there and goes like, you know what? Good for him. Good for him. I don't think it had anything to do with New England. I just, I just don't. I think, I think a lot of New England came with them. I, I, I think that Tom Brady's smart enough to understand their, their game plan was not a Tampa game plan. It was super conservative. It was everything within five line. It was get rid of the football quickly. It was don't turn over. It was run the ball. Like the only difference was they had slightly better players uh, than they had in, in New England on the offensive side of the ball. But it wasn't like he was throwing to Mike Evans all the time. It wasn't like he was, you know, using, like, look, he used Rob Gronkowski. He used Antonio Brown. Like those are Patriot guys. They played a Patriot game plan. So I actually think he has a lot more respect for how they do things in the professional manner in which they do things, then people would ever give him credit. I don't think getting drunk at the boat parade had anything to do with it. I, th- I think that's a little bit of it. I mean, still, yes, great memories, but you see how bad the ending was and how they wanted to move on from him. They, get, they insulted him with an offer when he had taken less money for his entire career. And look, how many stars use different things to motivate them? You know, and, and, and this is wanting to show that he wants to win the divorce, right? He wants to be the one that shows, I'm moving on faster. I won the Super Bowl, and Bill Belichick and the Patriots didn't, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, be, to, to party. No, I don't think he decided, I'm just going to go out and just drink whatever I want to because I want to show the Patriots. But I think part of it is, yeah, you know, I think it's fun for them, for everybody to see how, how much fun football is and, and, and how, how, how well I'm playing. And, and for the, you know, from the football part of it, you talked about the, the game plan is that that's one thing. You saw the big difference between Brady and Mahomes. This is why Brady has been around. He's 43 years old. Uh, the, the, the game plan and what they were able to execute, the, the Chiefs had to rely on Mahomes because they couldn't, they couldn't block the Tampa Bay front four, right? Tampa Bay's able to get pressure with four guys, which is why the Chiefs couldn't move the football. And Mahomes, what did he run, 500 yards before he threw a pass? I mean, that incredible stat. And all he did was try to keep the play alive. But this is why Brady is, is playing. He's 43, he'll play at least 45, 46. Every play was the same. How fast does Brady get the ball out? It's, it's, it's his step drop, and he holds it for a second, and boom, the ball's gone. And he gets rid of the ball, and he doesn't get hit. And, and that's a huge thing, and every single play was the same. Brady didn't hold on to the ball more than a couple of seconds after he finished his drop. It was boom, here's the play, I'm out, and my jersey is clean, and I'm able to keep playing. And that's a, that's a huge deal for Brady to be able to keep playing the level he's playing at. No question. I mean, that's all those, all those older guys get rid of it, but th- that's been his MO, his entire career. And I thought the conservative nature, we, we also have to point out there is a, a little bit of a misconception over, over, over Tom Brady, right. Where he, um, as a player, like he always took, he did, he always kicked the can kind of down, but th- there were times when he was the best player in the league, there were times in which he was the highest paid player 
in or close to the highest paid player in the league. But part, again, part of that was he bought into the idea of having enough guys around him. And I don't know. Look, I'm, I just, I, I think it's very easy to dismiss the Patriots and say, well, it was all Tom Brady. When, when we lived it, it was not all Tom Brady. And as much as we can sit here and take shots at the Patriots for whatever we think they did to handle Tom Brady, people I know in the NFL, like he was leaving no matter what. And oh yeah, by the way, they needed a cap cleansing no matter what. Then you factor in they had eight guys opt out on their defense, which is the best part of their team. Cam Newton couldn't throw the football at all. Um, And they still won seven games this year. Like I actually think that they had a damn good year, all things considered. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Greetings, final hour of the DP show this week. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, and we're going to have more on the J.J. Watt story coming up in a second. But, Doug, you and I, our conversation kind of got halted a bit there a few minutes ago. We're talking about the new logo, what the new nickname for uh, the Cleveland Indians is going to be as they sent out a a questionnaire to their fans, kind of what do they want, what are they looking for in a nickname. And, you know, the more I think about it, the spiders just jumps out at me, right? Kind of like like the, the new Seattle hockey team's going to be the Kraken. And when right away you can get into release the Kraken and you can hear the loud rock music and people going crazy at the games and some kind of Kraken uh, mascot you have and some loud music, it just sounds right. And, you know, and, I, and the Cleveland Spiders, you know, just seeing some of the designs, the block C made of a big spider, and you mentioned arachnophobia. Like, that's something that just hits me right away. Like, yes, the spiders, something intimidating, something fun, something fun that fans of all ages can have on. And, you know, you can have all these other names you threw out, you know, the Guardians and other names they had out there. But spiders just, like, kind of leaps out at me as being that, that nickname that should wind up going to Cleveland. All right, good enough. Uh, big hairy spiders everywhere. Oh, yeah. and Spiders are, I, I don't mind spiders. They do. They eat other bugs and I like squishing them. So, uh, but when you say spiders jump out at you, that gives people with arachnophobia even more fear. So thank you for <laughs> having people all across the country listening to the Dan Patrick show. Think, think of that. Well, I, I, all I'm doing is talking about a nickname. I'm not, I'm not trying to put everybody under a bed going, I'm not coming out. There's a spider somewhere and you're going to kill it for me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. Uh, f- fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Although I will say, when I walk do what, like if I walk into a spider web, that's like such a big uh, source of stress for like two or three seconds. Like you, you, like walking in my house once in a while or somewhere you walk in and you just walk into a spider web and if it goes across your face, that like next two seconds when you go, pff, 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 like you're just thinking there's some huge spider about to sink its fangs into you. It's, it's a, you know, it's a black widow or it's some kind of, it's the fallow web spider or something that's going to say, you know, I got to get rid of it, the spider. Okay, it's not on me. All right, we're cool. All right, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah, just a spider web. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But that two uh, or three seconds, a lot of stress. Let's get to the story of the day. J.J. Watt gets released from the Houston Texans. He puts out a video like, hey, look, I want to get out ahead of it. Like, yeah, JJ, sorry. Twitter beat you to it. Like, <laughs> the poor guy. It's like, look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to write something. I don't want to do, I'm just going to put in a message to me right away. Like I'll break the story. Like, yeah, sorry. Kind of, kind of beat you to it. What was, what was your immediate reaction? Uh, I wasn't surprised because it felt like the, the Texans were, were going this way. I mean, look, they've been cleaning house for a while now. And, and clearly, J.J. Watt's not the player he was, so this is not a, a, a surprising thing for me. But just the fact that now you have a team that has gotten rid of, since Jack Easterby got hired all right, in April of 2019, they have gotten rid of their GM, 
their head coach, not that Bill O'Brien was great, but still, you're talking about get rid of a head coach, your GM. They traded DeAndre Hopkins. They got rid of their head of PR. Their team president resigned. And now here goes team captain J.J. Watt. All right, so it, it's a clear house cleaning that we're doing when you didn't really need to house clean. You were a pretty good football team. You had a lot of talent there. And I, I see players like J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson. Forget about the how happy they are. Are they going to listen to me when I, when I say things? When you're a player like J.J. Watt and you're Deshaun Watson, right? when you look at the Houston Texans, can you sit here and say, yeah, we're going to win sometime in the next four or five years? You can't. And when J.J. Watt said he asked for his release, I get it. I get why Deshaun Watson wants out because it's not always just about listening to me and having sway over who the offensive coordinator is or who the head coach is going to be. It's, is this team going to win? I mean, are you just going to go and get your brains beat in for the next three or four years? Because No, they but, have, but they, you, they, just, you just told me before, you just told me before that, uh, that this is a league where you can go from 4-12 four, you know, four and 12 to being in the playoffs. Now, why is that impossible for the Houston Texans? Because the Texans have no draft picks to be able to rebuild their roster with. It's not true. They don't have no draft picks. They don't have a first-round draft pick. What do you mean? Like, they don't have those draft are, picks. Those are franchise players you're, you're supposed to get in the first round. Okay, I mean, but that's, they, not, that's not no draft picks. Okay? They don't have, well, no first-round well, draft picks. Yeah, first-round right? draft picks is where you is hit JJ on guys worth that are million, Is J.J. Watt worth $17.5 million? No, no, he's not. He's a cap casualty. He, that's it. He's a cap casualty. I get it. I, I get it, but when you don't have when you don't have those picks to say, okay, in the first round we can draft a game changer at some position, and you don't have any money to spend. I mean, you don't have money to spend. Well, to, how to do you think you get money to spend, Jason? You get money to spend by getting rid of guys that are overpaid. <laughs> That's what you do. You keep Laramie Tunsil because he's your starting left tackle. Yeah, you keep Deshaun Watson because he's your starting quarterback, and then you rebuild the rest of the franchise around those signature pieces. Like, they, you're right. Their defense wasn't any good. So, you know what you do? You don't stick with the same guys and go like, well, we'll be better next year, guys. That's not the way it works. You get rid of your overpaid pieces, and, and you move on. And, like, look, this is actually where, where Casario has been great, is finding guys at value around the league. That's what they did in New England. They didn't draft great with the first-round draft picks. Second-round picks and third-round picks, that's where the real value is when you're rebuilding a team. How many of those... Can you can you accrue? And, and and look, they can't go back and fix how much they paid for Laramie Tunsil in terms of draft picks. Which, by the way, it's not a crazy ask. Starting left tackle, two first round draft picks, and a contract. Like, you know, that's that's what Khalil Mack is a signature player on the defense for the Bears. It's the it's the same price. It it just is. Um, and uh, and and you know, the Dolphins benefit from the fact that the Texans are bad, but that wasn't kind of part of the plan. It was supposed to be a mid 20s pick, and it ends up being a top five pick. Dems, Dems to breaks. But I don't think anybody would say that's a bad deal. And the DeAndre Hopkins deal, where you got, you know, I, David Johnson went healthy, but he's never healthy. Okay, a second round pick doesn't feel like it's enough. But the fact is, do you think Bill O'Brien would have would have dealt him? If he if for a second round pick, if he could have gotten a first round pick for him, the answer is probably not. And why is DeAndre Hopkins? Why was he not worth more? Because of the, the amount of money that he's going to want to make. So it all comes back to money. You're not wrong in that they weren't a good football team. But I mean, how do you you have to go about rebuilding it? And by rebuilding it, you got to sell off or trade off or get rid of all the pieces that are overpriced and then start over. And that's what they're doing. True, but when look, and it's it's not just the first round pick. They don't have a first or a second this year, so there's another value, another starter you're supposed to get. You're not going to get. I, I don't see the arrow going up for the Texans. All right, they they hired a head coach that was really on nobody's radar. 
Uh, and and okay, and, and and you know, Cully may be may be a good head coach, but boy, you, you really, you, I think this really tells you where the job was at in the league. That he's the person who got hired, and even though it's one job of only thirty-two in the world, they couldn't get anybody with a with a better pedigree and a better resume to go take it. I I don't know that the Texans are set up for success. You 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 have a new regime in that is you know just slash and cut everything. All right, you need to cut some things, but. Does this give you confidence that the Texans are going to be on the way up? You're also in a division where you are already and are going to be the worst team for a long time. All right, the Colts are a terrific team. They're going to add a quarterback this offseason, and suddenly, hey, they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite, right? We know how good the the Titans are. They figured things out. Derrick Henry's a superstar. Ryan Tannehill is the poster boy for being a reclamation project. And here come the Jaguars. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. They're going to have a lot of money to go get players around him. You're looking at just getting drubbed in your division. How many games? Can you can you plan on winning? You know, in, in the so next you've already so you've already put Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars ahead of the Texans, not knowing who plays for either team. Think think about that. Sure, they made the playoffs the previous couple years. They're not that far off. They're not that terrible. They they got off to a terrible start because they played a murderer's row schedule, and then things went to hell in a handbasket. Okay, but you know, I mean the the idea that there's some awful franchise like. They honestly, the four years previous to when Deshaun Watson arrived are very similar record-wise. They're actually better than when Deshaun Watson's been there. And they're one and two in the playoffs. And by the way, like if I were to ask you who's been a better franchise over the past three years, who's a, who's better, the Bears or the Colts? What would your answer be? Who's been a better franchise? Yeah, the, who's better? Who's better? Until, Colts or Bears? Up until this year, it was last the Bears. Three years. Up oh, until three. this year, it was the Bears. But now it's it's about the future. And now the Colts are the better franchise. Why? How do you know that? Why? Because the Colts are a really good team. They're a playoff team already. And they are solid every. They have a great defense. They have a really good offensive Last line. Last three years, they have the exact same record. Okay. And, and, they, and, and, and the Bears are a double-doink field goal away from having the same exact record in the playoffs. Okay, but Last right now, right now, no if I said to you, if right no now if I said to you, you have to bet on one team to make the Super Bowl, and it's the Colts or the Bears, who are you betting on? You have been on one team um, to make right now, because three years. I, I get what you're saying. The last three years, but that I has would, no I bearing. Would, on I what's like next how year. the Colts are built better. I like how mm-hmm. the Colts are built better. But we're, we're like, it's like you're like, well, they're going to get a quarterback. Okay, well, who's the quarterback? Tell me who the quarterback is. That kind of makes a difference. I, they had a Hall of Famer, granted, well past his prime. They had a Hall of Famer at quarterback, and they, they couldn't win. Right, they couldn't win the playoffs. So with with, with what we all think is a great roster. Okay, so tell me who the quarterback is. Who's the quarterback? Because the quarterback, quarterback Carson be, Wentz. Quarterback the quarterback's Carson Wentz. Who? It could, it could be Carson. Carson Wentz would be an upgrade over Phillip Rivers. Okay, even so, though Carson Wentz hasn't played well. Rivers couldn't throw the football near the end. I, I mean, ag- could, ag- agreed. And agreed, that's a big deal when but, your quarterback Carson can't Wentz, throw. Carson Wentz couldn't be on the field for the Eagles. I think it would be great for either team to get Carson Wentz. It would be a massive upgrade for either. Um it would be an upgrade, massive upgrade for for Chicago, and an upgrade. Not, I don't think a massive one because it's a. You're going to have to. He's, you got to fix him. It's a. a there's going to be a process of fixing him, and we don't know if he is in fact fixable. Okay, what are the other options? Re- realistic options. Realistic options at quarterback. Yes. Okay, yes. if you if you're going th- if you're going through the list, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. 
is a realistic option because clearly the 49ers want to move on from him. And he has shown in spurts that he can be pretty good, has a strong arm. If you plop him down on a team that's, that's solid around him, he can take him far because he did the same thing with the Niners two years ago and got him to the Super Bowl. So Garoppolo would be a nice fit to throw in there in the middle. And, and, and you, could, you could just kind of hit the ground running with Garoppolo. Um, again, but like you're doing the same thing. Like you're saying quarterbacks that their, their, their current team doesn't want are going to fix your problems, right? There's a reason those teams don't want those quarterbacks. Is that fair? Like, uh, sure. If, if I think a lot of it has to do with scheme. I think a lot of it has to do with scheme and being able to fit in, but I see your point with, with Garoppolo and scheme. He was yeah. handpicked. He was handpicked. The reason they would get rid of Garoppolo is twofold. One, he can't stay healthy. And two, how he performed when they could have won the Super Bowl. That, that's it, right? They didn't believe in him in the NFC Championship game. That's why he only threw the ball eight times. And the reason that you get Carson Wentz, it's, there's no difference in the scheme there, right? It's a very similar scheme. It's dude has completely lost his confidence and completely lost the locker room. The Colts would be eating a ton of dead cap money. It, you know, just so you could, so they could take on Carson Wentz, just so you could get rid of Carson Wentz. That, that shows how bad they want him out of the building. So my, my point is that, like, again, this is a lot like the J.J. Watt thing. Like, on paper, you see the name, and you're like, oh, why, how could they cut him? Like, well, J.J. Watt's 32. He's, like, he's on the way over the hill if he's not over the hill yet. And he's making $17.5 million. So the money, he, he was going to go this, this time of year names don't mean anything to the guys actually in the trenches and you can't anoint teams at when you don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback position, which is why the Texans are in a better position than anybody wants to give them credit. Was the previous, were the previous two GMs a mess? Yeah. Bad contracts, trade away stuff. Sure. But at least they have the signature piece to build around. Whereas the Colts and the bears are building everything else without the quarterback position. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio, in for Dan and the Danettes. All right, l- let me hit you with a different angle on the Texans to, to illustrate my point a little bit more here. You, we talked about winning with stars, right? Beginning of the show, you talked about keeping stars. You have a star quarterback, you keep it. It's not like the NBA. You need to keep your stars. When, you, I, see, when I see a team that has stars coming in, I think they're going to play better, right? Because if I can say between the Texans and the Jaguars – I know the Jaguars have a future star allegedly coming in, but Trevor Lawrence, uh, look, I got to believe everybody and what they say on, on, on situations about how good he's going to be. So I, I get that. He's coming in. I look at the Texans who have just said goodbye to star players and not brought in star players. Like the, when they won the AFC South, this is Deshaun Watson and it's DeAndre Hopkins and it's Watt in his prime and it's Jadavian Clowney and it's Teron Matthew and all those guys are gone. And some of it's age, but some of it's trades. And the Texans haven't brought in other star players that tells me, hey, we're going to get back to that level that we're at. Yeah, I mean, like, I hear you. I just think that, like, let's not... You and I lived in Connecticut for a long time, right? And I remember buying a house in Connecticut and it was a white house. And I liked it. I liked that it was like a white and, and everything there is like cedar shingle, right? That's the, the side mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with my wife and she was just like, I want to paint the house. You know, like, why? Well, I mean, every you know, seven to eight or nine years in Connecticut because of the weather, you got to paint the house. And I think the house was like, five or six years old, right? And I'm like, all right, like, let's... So you start negotiating, you get it all over the map, and then 
we had them start to paint the house while we were on vacation. And we came back and the house was like a quarter of it was painted and it was like a gray, beigey, taupey sort of, you know, every house. And I was like, I hate it. Paint it back. I liked, I, I left, it was a white house. I come back and it's like gray, beigey, <laughs> taupey, whatever. And the advice that I got was like, just, they already started, let them finish, see how you like it at the end. Now, uh, like a week or two weeks and you know, it rains, they got to stop and whatever, they got to stop for a couple, go by and I'm still mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. And then all of a sudden, like one day I come home from work and I come driving up Bart Drive and I turn and look and it's, it's done. And I was like, it's all trimmed out. You know, the stuff's off the windows. It's perfect. And I was like, you know, I kind of like it. Now, to this day, I still liked the white house better. It wasn't just my house. But the point was that we're judging these houses like we're in March. They're remaking a football team. They brought in a new GM. They brought in a new coach. Do I think the coach is going to be the coach by the time that they're good? No, I don't. I think they brought in a placeholder. I think ultimately Josh McCown ends up becoming the coach, right? Like that's what it kind of feels like here is they, they figure out a way so that the next guy in a couple of years is locked and loaded. And maybe that means Deshaun Watson and maybe that doesn't, I, I don't know, but we're judging a house, which only they, they're just now stripping things down. They're just now cleaning it out. They haven't even begun painting it at all. They haven't added a player. They haven't added draft picks. All they're trying to do is get rid of the bad get rid of the overpriced before they figure it out. And I think making a condemnation over some of their decisions before we see the whole plan, I think would be like me deciding I didn't like the painting of a house when order a quarter of it was done. Well, that's because you had good people that were painting your house. If you had the Texans painting your house, they would have fired all the painters. Hold on, hold on. They would have fired all the painters. Had the Patriots won for the last 15 years? Yeah, up until this year, Who's running the, who's running the, the, the Houston Texans? Right now, Jack Easterby's running the Texans. That's what that's what you think, because that's what you read in the media. And maybe you're right, but they just hired Nick Casario, who is a very well regarded GM. Okay. Right? They tried. They before they hired Bill O'Brien, they tried to hire him. Only Bill Belichick blocked it. Right. So that did happen. This has been the guy that they've wanted. So if if the guy who ran the Patriots and they were able to be successful, make chicken, you know what? Like, look, we can defame the Patriots all we want. They had a quarterback who sucked. He can't throw a football anymore. He's done. Okay. They had eight guys opt out on defense. They lost, they, they lost their best wide receiver for half the year. And they still won seven games. Seven games in a competitive division. So if if that guy's you're you're acting like they have idiots running the team when they have new front office guys. Everybody fires the people that were there previously when you bring in new guys. And the guy who's running the team as the general manager is pretty well respected around the league. So I, I disagree with the idea that they got idiots running this place. Would you hire a guy that's never painted a house before to paint your house? If you were told, hey, he's great. He, hey, when he gets a chance to finally paint, he's going to paint the house. It's going to be great. You talk about Easterby? Um, yeah. Are, are you okay, are you okay with guys painting your house that haven't done I just it don't I don't I don't know I don't I don't know understand the Easter Bay thing I don't know how much influence he truly has I he has been around other football franchises who have made smart decisions um, but I don't I you're assuming that he's painting the house right this is a lot like when you do interview a house painter like are you actually painting it or are you subbing it out to some guys like well you know I show up for the first couple of days. And then I turn it over to my guys. That's what really happens. <laughs> so if he's turning it over to guys that know what they're doing, then yeah, I got no problem with it. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.